Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi everyone, Taylor here. You know at our podcast, we were wanting to center the perspectives of people who look like us and women as well as marginalized people who has been historically pushed to the sideline of conversations. So if you haven't already, we welcome you to engage through our Instagram or Facebook page by leaving a comment or simply support us by subscribe our podcast from Acast, Apple, Spotify and Google. It will make a huge differences to increase our visibility and centering the conversations we have from our pod. Enjoy today's episode. Hey y'all, this is Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And you're listening to Asian Bitches Down Under, where it is March now. So like almost halfway through the year. Almost. It's quarter way yeah. through now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, always the first couple of months of the year is a crazy part of the time for people, you know, being thrust into the momentum of mm-hmm. getting s- back to the swing of things. How has the first week of March been for you, Hel? Oh, it's been so busy. Mm-hmm. We are getting back to a lot of voluntary work because of the restrictions being lifted. So I've yeah. actually done, uh, went back and we do, like, it's like a 2021, you know, that we have to refresh our trainings every now and then. So we did a course on prevention of fall for senior citizens which is quite yeah. interesting and really made me think. I mean, I, we did a brief one last year and it wasn't as thorough as the one this year. The one we did this year, it's pretty much talks about, you know, the kind of preventions that you can have around your home, around public areas, when you're supporting the senior citizens. It really made me wonder that I don't know what I'm going to be when I'm older, but the, some of the senior citizens that I encounter kind of made me worry as well. You know, the stage mm. of aging. And mm. I got so much information this, uh, as well. But at the same time, like I'm seeing our own parents. And mm. I was just thinking, oh, is it they're at the stage that they need this kind of information now? Because we yeah. know that the mobility of our parents is very different, like our mum and our dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially our father who has knee issues, who has had reoccurring knee pain for decades, I think. Hmm. Yeah, which I think he just, just hasn't worry. Yeah. hasn't for whatever for whatever reason he hasn't diagnosed properly or he hasn't gone to see the adequate doctors mm. the the ne- the necessary things that he needs to do himself he hasn't gone to do it yeah well that's that's really interesting yeah I think um, it's something that you you have spoken to mum and dad about. No, I think I'll st- I'll talk to them next time. I mean, I got so much pamphlets. I think it uh, showing Are there them any physically. of them in Chinese. No, that's a problem. But I'll just have to yeah. sit through with them Translate. and talk to them yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. going to bring me to just talk about the movie that I watched this week. Um, have you oh, yeah? had any cultural con- consumptions? Have I had any cultural consumptions? Yeah. Uh, uh, this week has been. Um, I'm actually quite irritated by how much I have on. Um, (laughs) Not like bad irritation, just like I have, I take on so much and then I hate myself for not drawing boundaries because I say yes to everything Um, because I'm someone who loves to keep busy and I don't know how to say no. So when my friend wants to go dancing, like like we did last night, I just say yes. Mm -hmm. So I prioritize dance over getting shit done, like getting my work (laughs) done, which is really bad, but like um, it's just something I 
have decided to do, I guess. So I have to live with it. Um, but no, I haven't consumed any culture this week because I've just been appearing at the Adelaide Writers Festival. Yeah, that's fantastic. Which was like really nice because it was my first festival, face-to-face uh, festival where I just got to meet random people I've never met and have conversations about books and literature. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, which is such a joy, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't wait to hear about it when we finish <laughs> yeah, recording. Um, anyway, so I watched uh, the movie on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's called I Care A Lot. Uh, it's a dark comedy with a send of like a suspension. Very relatable to what I just mentioned about the senior citizens. So the movie mm. is starring uh, Rosamund Pike and Peter Dinklage. I don't know Peter, but I do, I do know Rosalind, and I love her. Yeah, I think she's, she's amazing. amazing. Yeah, she's so good. beautiful. She's the, So for people who don't know, she's the Gone Girl girl. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's right. So this movie is actually it's a bit similar to Gone Girl, that kind of suspense. And also, um, Rosamund Pike, she picked up the... Did you know that she picked up the award for Best Actress? on the Golden Globe, the category under musical or comedy. For this role? Yeah, for this role as Marla oh, Grayson. Okay. Yeah, in I, I Care A Lot. So the synopsis is that um, the con artist, which is played by Rosamund Pike, Marla Grayson, um, she steals from the elderly by deceiving the judge with a team of workers. Those include the doctors and some private detectives and appointed her as their legal guardians for those senior citizens where she would take over the controls of the assets of the elderly people and send them to like nursing homes Mm. where they kind of like keep them as prisons because they don't get much choices Mm. they've been determined by the doctors that they might have dementia or they have um, failing health issues Marla, which is the protagonist, uh, she lands into the hot water when her latest victim happens to the, be the mother of a powerful Russian mafia. And you would have guessed if you're watching the trailer who's the <laughs> mafia head. So she and her partner embrace into this really massive uh, entanglement of revenge between like the actual criminals and the witty con artists. It really made mm. me... Th- think about how our senior citizens are treated now where while we our country are having gone through the Royal Commission about aged care mm. also that how vulnerably that they can be and how fearful could it be for them to be stuck in that kind of situation when you know that yeah. you probably understand about your health but been told that you're not capable enough to be living in independently that you need to be forcibly I don't know what happens in Australia but it seems like in US that there's this legal guardians by random strangers that who mm. you do not know take over your life it just sounds right, quite yeah. scary yeah I think yeah. it's a very interesting storyline um, as I say it feels like it can happen in the real life you know like elderly being mm. conned which happens in almost every country uh, but some parts are extraordinarily unreal <laughs> for example but because it's for the movie effect like for example um, Marla uh, being made unconsciousness like she being tackled by the uh, mafia and she was driving uh, she was put in the car to like pretend that she's drunk and head into the lake mm. unconscious and the car smashes into the water she uh, wakes up escape walked home and returned home very badly bruised everywhere and tried to save her partner before the house blow up I, I know that it's a very movie effect <laughs> but at the same time I don't think that will ever happen mm. in the real life so it's just like a very like a, yeah, right. a, a movie about 
taking uh, revenge between the criminals and the con mm. artists to benefit themselves at the most. Yeah. Right. So I care a lot. Is a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Highly right. recommend okay. it. It's quite entertaining. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So should we move on to just briefly talk about the news this week? Yeah. Well,、um, this has been in the last week or so. It's been a very、um, news-centric、uh, week in terms of、um, the sort of chaotic mess that、um, the government has been going through. Oh yeah.、You、I'm know, sorry, Jess. Yeah, just yeah. before we、uh, head into the discussion of the news, I think we need to specify like a trigger warning. Oh yeah, sure, sure. The components of of today's discussion is related to sexual assault, harassment. So if any of our listeners are feeling unwell about our discussion today, you know, we encourage you to seek professional health, of course, and you know, like call Beyond Blue Lifeline or any mental health support institution. Yeah, I'm just gonna watch my blood pressure. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. So Helen will probably go on a bit of a rant about this because you know how I feel about、mm. reading the news. But what has happened so far with the Britney Higgins、um, rape case? They are still under investigation at the moment.、Mm. So what the news this week? It's another explosive one.、Uh, I think it started last Wednesday when a couple of the members of the parliament and and also Prime Minister himself received an anonymous letter stating a rape. Incident that happened in 1988. The alleged perpetrator is was you know was told that he's a current ca- cabinet minister, and the woman has since taken the the woman who sent out the letter or the family who sent out letter the the center of the the incident has taken a life last year after she pursued the case in 2019, but she apparently withdrew the case.、Mm. The federal police has now indicated, without sufficient evidence, the case is now closed. I think we have a, a couple of developments throughout the week. Where we found out that the cabinet minister is Christian Porter, the attorney general Scott Morrison had only been briefed about the letter.、Mm. He hasn't read the whole letter and did not express any. I, I don't feel like he expressed much concern when he said that he didn't read the letter. Yeah, I do feel that there should be an independent inquiry. I think a lot of other MPs are stating that. There should be one like、um, Albanese, Sarah Hansen Yan, and also Zali Stegall has came out and saying that they support the family to move forward to ask for an independent inquiry. Yeah, I, I just feel like I don't want to feel desensitized from what has happened, but at the same time, I just want our listeners to actually take a moment to like breathe in and breathe out and think about. I know I'm seeing a lot of people are calling what is happening about the parliament is simply you know sometimes like it's attention-seeking behaviour of women, but、um, I'm also seeing a positive side of how people are not being clouded or ignoring what is actually happening with Brittany Higgins as well. Because I think the last two days a lot of people are has been talking about Christian Porter. People debate, oh, should I believe him or should I believe her? Mm. Like I said, I think an independent inquiry is definitely needed. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So what what's、um, what else has been going on? So there's another news came out this week, 
another sexist and misogynist comments by our leadership, unfortunately. Okay. Oh, you mean Linda? What's her name? Oh, Linda, Linda, Linda Reynolds. Yeah, that, that's one of them that I just picked up last night. But this one I'm going to mention is by the defense chief, Angus Campbell, when he was instructing the first year cadet that he said he, he was giving like advice, I think. He said mm. that avoid being alone and attractive to ward off sexual predators. Oh, my God. Gets me really frustrated as in... It's not the victim's behavior that needs to change. The problem are still with the perpetrators and comments like such really giving the rights to those offenders to continue to do shit. You know, it's a very mm. blum victim blaming kind of remark. Um, mm. But I like um, how Anthony Albanese had came out and criticized, um, I'm quoting that he said that, Sexual violence is a scourge in our community and men have to take responsibility for changing their actions and in terms of leadership right through the community. People should feel safe. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm still seeing from both sides, both men and women, putting more enforcement onto how women, especially women, how we should protect ourselves. As yeah, in giving totally. advice to kids like, oh, don't do this, don't do that, uh, don't dress like this, or don't talk to strangers, things like that. I, I mean, it's not wrong, but the root of the problem isn't the behaviours of normal public people. Mm. The, root of mm. be- the root of the problem is those perpetrators and also how society kind of praised on the toxic behaviors, you know, we've spoken mm. about very gendered stereotype masculinity, that kind of things that fuels into the idea that the entitlement and the privileges of treating women as public properties. I think, I don't know if you've seen yeah. another news about New York governor that he's being exposed about sexual harassment. So he came out apologizing, but he's not stepping down. Right, yeah. Well, they never feel like they need to. Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah. Well, that's why I avoid the news because I just don't want to like it's all incend it's so in oh uh, incendiary. Is that the word I'm looking for? It's like deliberately inciting something that's just gonna cause people a lot of anger. And I just like I don't give a shit what politicians say to be honest. Like fuck them. Anyway, uh, let's move on to more positive news. Uh, do you have any positive news from this week, Helen? Positive news, uh, not from the newspaper or the news channels, but I think we enjoyed our comedy session on last Saturday. Yeah, do you want to oh, talk right, about yes. that? So, do you want to tell us what? Do you want to tell us what we uh, did? So, we went to the Chaswick Concourse Lunar New Year. Is it the first one? I think ever. Um, yeah. Lunar New Year, all Asian comedy festival. I went to the six mm-hmm. p.m. session with you, and you went to both one. Um, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought yeah. it was quite fun, but after going to Hannah Gatsby's <laughs> show, yeah, oh, I don't, nobody I don't beats think Hannah Gatsby. the standard. Uh, my standard is just right up there, so it's just hard to tackle that standard. I think I really like uh, what's her name, Nia Oyama. Her, yeah, Nina. Nina. Yeah, that's Nina. right, Nina. Yeah, she was yeah. she was great. Yeah. What about you? Um. So I saw. A couple of people in the second session mm-hmm. um, who were very funny. Diane and Diane mm-hmm. Nguyen from Melbourne was really funny. Um, 
and uh, Jennifer Wong was a great yeah, host. Uh, it was like it was actually like a really great vibe evening where like a lot of the women. I, I think it was a good distribution of women mm-hmm. and men, you know, male mm-hmm. comedians. And it was kind of like, I believe Michael Hinge or Michael Hong. Michael Hinge, yeah. Hinge, yeah. Oh, Michael Hing. He he apparently works for Triple J or something. He's yeah, some sort of radio feed, guy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He he was really good. Yeah. He was very good. He was much more. He, I think he was the most professional. Oh yeah. Um, along with Nina. Nina was also really good. Uh-huh. Alex Lee was also there. Alex Lee is like, she's done stuff at Belvoir. She's also works used to work at the feed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They talked about like sort of. They turned slight racial discrimination into jokes, mm-hmm. which I think is what a lot of people who have been ostracized tend to do. Mm-hmm. They tend to turn trauma into something palatable, not palatable in the sense that it's acceptable, but palatable for their own sense of like continuing on with the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a great evening. Yeah, I remember watching Michael Hinn in one of the SBS mm. feed. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but I'm pretty sure it's him that he made like a um, short comedy with the rest of the SBS feed staff, where he trying to reverse appropriate culture appropriation because he's an Asian, yeah. and mm. he in that short uh, comedy he had two Caucasian friends visit him, and they were. Like showing each other, oh, you know, I've got this Asian tattoo. You know, I don't know what it means, but it's cool and things like <laughs> yeah. that. And yeah. when the two uh-huh. Caucasian friends arrived arrived his place, and they just found that his place just suddenly turned very Scottish. Like the whole decoration is very Scottish. And Michael mm. came out and dressed in the Scottish. What do you call them? The Kilt and yeah. uh, dressed up and talking in a very Scottish accent. He's saying that, oh, I've just mm. recently, I think he, he mentioned, oh, I've recently watched Brave Art. I'm so into Scottish culture now. And he was talking in the Scottish accent. It was so funny. And the yeah. Caucasian friends were like looking at each other sideways, like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just yeah. so funny. I've got to watch that. It's that just looks the reverse really funny. culture appropriation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. All right. Should we take a break and we'll come back and talk about. Of the movies, the trilogy, uh, trilogy to all the boys yeah. I've ever loved. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. So we're here to talk about <laughs> to all the boys I've ever loved, which is a Netflix movie, a trilogy movie, a trio of movies that came out a couple of weeks years ago. The first one released, I think, three years ago. Twenty eighteen. Uh, yep. Yeah, and um, it was based on. It is based on Jenny Han's uh, YA novels. Jenny Han is a Korean American uh, writer with a Korean background, and it, it, I think it really took off because you know her YA books uh, centered an Asian female character. Um, I think the premise is kind of ridiculous, also because uh, I think that basically, if you haven't seen it, it's about this young girl who like writes love letters to her five different crushes Mm -hmm. and then uh i haven't read the book but according to the movie her little sister kitty who's like the most annoying character (laughs) on the face of the planet she is so annoying i cannot stand the actor who plays her yeah the the girl who plays kitty i want to bash sorry i don't mean to be like violence against women but like i just want to like bash her face when i see her she's so annoying she's just not cute at all she's not cute okay she tries to be all cute, but she's not cute. She's so fucking annoying. Um, anyway, so she um, sends out the letters. I don't know why, because she's cruel. 
Um, so she secretly sends out the letters to um, the boys that um, <laughs> Lara Jean, I believe yeah. her name is. LJ. Um, yeah, LJ um, writes. And also, who, why would you write the address of the boys? Like, why would you actually... I, I, she didn't actually want to send them. She just It's almost like just a dear diary kind of yeah. love letter. And then um, in the first... In the first movie, she um, she pretends to date John. What's his name? Peter Kravitz. Peter. Peter Kravinsky. Yeah. yeah, who's played by Noah Centurio, who's apparently in real life a dick, which is not surprising. It's the same so in the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, so they pretend to date, but then they end up falling in love. Um, but I just don't buy it because, like, Peter. Like Noah Centario is like a hundred when it comes to the one to ten scale of good looks, and um, Lara Condor, Lana Condor, Condor, the girl who plays um, Lara Jean, Lara Jean, yeah, Lara yeah, Jean. Sorry, um, she's like a five out of ten. Oh, don't do, don't be so <laughs> I'm critical. I'm such a bitch. I know. I know. Such a I remember, bitch. I know, I remember <laughs> telling Helen that I just no don't buy it. That's such you, a good-looking guy could go for like such an average looking girl and Helen's like, you're such a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, you <yes."> are. <laughs> it's nothing about her race. Like, I think she's very like, you know, like it's nothing about her Asian-ness obviously because you and I are both Asian, but like she's just like, it, it's just such a, like it's the chemistry. Mm-hmm. They have zero chemistry on, on screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like Lana Condor and um, um, whatever his name is, Noah Centario is like the chemistry is like, trying to put water with oil. Yeah, it just you know, doesn't just fit. Mix. Yeah, it just doesn't yeah, fit. They don't yeah, I don't mix. feel like it's any so chemistry. Yeah, like you yeah. just mentioned. Who? Yeah, I don't feel like... Yeah, it's such... They have no on-screen juju. Yeah. It's just so unbelievable that it just... It's not charming, mm, you know? Mm. What did you think about the first movie? I think... Um, before we start reviewing and rants, which Jess has already begun, um, I, I mean, everything I'm going to talk about today about the, the three movies will make me sound like a boomer. And I admit that I will be one someday, but I don't deny that I sound a very practical and rational person in a relationship. But at the same time, I'm going to ironically praise this type of movie to give young people, especially girls who have relationships, maybe like in the movie, to present like a mirage of relationship like I don't think it's anything new I feel like it's still a very white centric kind of movie very um Mm. Cinderella slash uh Disney princess style but by all means it's like very entertaining after all like for some people I guess for myself I still watch (laughs) love actually and bore my eyes out at the music of Joni Mitchell I think um there's so many questions that I have for these three movies like it's still very perpetuating of the heteronormative mono oh, totally. relate type of relationship and the third movie yeah, the third movie titled um to all the boys always forever you know the forever were it's kind of overrated it's a very conservative idea yeah because I guess when you're a teenager you think you'll oh, love someone forever geez. you know yeah. it's like BFF forever it's just part of the lexicon of being mm. a teenager, that's all. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Be real, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, when you're a, you, that's the, but just when you're a teenager, you think your, your life will end at mm, 20. Yeah. Literally. Um, so in the novel, I, I picked up, I don't know if it was from Wikipedia or somewhere else. So in the novel, LJ is supposed to be a mixed child. Yeah, but they, chose, but they cast, cast the equation. Yeah. And what do you think about that? It does make me pay, make people wonder. Like, because when I mm. watched the first one, I was mm. thinking, okay, 
So Margot, the older sister, and the yeah, Kitty, she's a Harvey. Kitty, the Kitty, young, the both are yeah. Harvey, but LJ is like a full Asian, like full Asian. So like, what the fuck? But yeah. there's could there could be a possibility if the there's a backdrop of the story that she's a adoptee. Yeah, right, right, there, there's yeah. a possibility mm. of that. Um, yeah, and also I, I've got a question about John Ambrose. Yeah, who appeared him? more in the second movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the second movie. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll talk about the second movie mm. later. But movie. Um, yeah. I just feel like Laura Jane is, like, she has presented, like, a very uh, smart, artistic, you know, but how about that she style with a very dullness type of personality at the very beginning. And uh, there's a couple of scene- scenes in her room, but it's just full of, there's a full of consumerism. Like, a lot of stuff. It's just the whole presentation of her family and her lifestyle mm. is just mm. you can tell that it's a very privileged and i, I don't or, or see to, i don't see any uh, elements of asian in it except for her face oh That's it. right yeah right. i see what you're saying she's basically a whitewashed person yeah is what you're saying yeah yeah because yeah well, her mom you, her mom died is... you know they, they, you yeah, can't see anything in every yeah. narrative a young woman's mother dies just like get rid of the mother <laughs> So, like, this young poor woman has to find her way through the world without her mother. Hmm. Just, like, such a generic trope. It's I mean, completely overdone. Yeah, but there's no much but, Asian element throughout three movies. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe yeah. possibly a bit in the third one, which we'll speak later, but, yeah. Yeah, we not. only see her mother through, like, a picture that she stares mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so all you have to do is look at Lara Jean's room, which is, like, a fucking mansion. <laughs> Like, who the fuck has a room that size, you know? It's ridiculous. Mm. Um, But, uh, yeah, so the first movie, she ends up with um, Peter Kravinsky at the end. It's, like, stupid. It's a very stupid (laughs) ending. Unconvincing. Wasn't the first movie where she gets into a hot tub with Yes, him? that's the first movie. And oh someone my God, that took was so bad. a video of them. Video like of them. Making oh, a gossip so, sorry, but component, just, yeah. So, it's so teenage, it's like isn't it? It's so repulsive, yeah. It's really repulsive. <laughs> we sound old. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care. Um, the second movie is where, like, another movie trope that they keep u- doing, using, mm-hmm. is um, where Lara Jean has to, our female protagonist has to choose between two men. Mm-hmm. And there's always clearly a sensible, beautiful, nice one that the girl ends up rejecting because he's not aesthetically as pleasing. Uh, not as aesthetically as conservative, uh, conservatively handsome as the other one. So she, in the second one, she's picking between John Ambrose, who's, like, in every way sexier, and more t- talented mm-hmm. and, and kinder, yeah. which is what the only thing that matters when you want a relationship exactly. kinder than yeah. Peter fucking Kavinsky. <laughs> and um, she ends up with John. Kru- Kru- Not Peter. <laughs> Peter <laughs> so Kavinsky. Furious. It's so stupid. Like, like, and, and because you know why? Because he's black. Yeah. Because John Ambrose that, is black. That's what I'm going to talk about. I remember from watching the first film. There's a. I'm pretty sure John Ambrose was a white dude. Really? Yeah, because Lucas, which is the oh. gay guy, is the only yeah. black character. Oh, I'm pretty really? sure that... I feel like I want to go back and check. Okay, listeners can correct me if I got it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I saw like a short clip where they reviewed the fire crashes that she had, and John Ambrose... Crushes, cra- crushes. crushes. <laughs> yeah, you keep saying crashes. I'm like, what? Crash? Um, she sent love letters to um, those fire 
guys. I'm pretty sure John Ambrose was a white guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to go and back. And then and the look second now. movie, they made it into a black character. I wonder. I why. thought he was black. I thought he was black, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Mm. Or maybe I remember. But anyway, wrong. But I'm pretty sure that the first well, yeah. one was only Lucas, the only yeah. right who was black. Who's black yeah. and gay, gay? Yeah. Yeah, and gay. Of course, it's like marg- double marginalized. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Mm-hmm. God, the fucking what? fucking writers and so the second movie um you have lara jean um work volunteer at a uh senior nursing home i believe yeah, yeah and that's where she yeah. reconnects with john ambrose and he like plays the piano he is like really sweet in every way was perfect yeah he's in every way perfect <laughs> like there's nothing you can't criticize him in any way like the reason why lara jean chooses peter kravinsky instead of john ambrose is because peter kravinsky is a white and he's taller and those are the metrics upon which women young girls are being taught you know oh this is the more eligible bachelor it's so pathetic yeah it's so like so the worst thing was and then this really irritated me you know that scene where they're in the um tree house and um they in the tree house and they're all eating pizza together and there's a last slice of pizza and then um peter i think um just grabbed yeah peter just grabbed it peter just like and it's such a fucking without asking yeah it's it's such a fucking typical white straight guy thing that i often see where like and i'm obviously not talking about every white straight guy because like i know that (laughs) i know that my partner wouldn't be like this like he's not selfish (laughs) like he would always ask like who wants the last slice before but like Mm. peter anyone wants yeah yeah but peter kravinsky just like takes the last slice without asking who wants the last slice and it's like yeah i just thought like even after john ambrose and lara jean they just looked at each other yeah they like because they talk about this kind of behavior before yeah like this kind of toxic behavior yeah this selfishness you know um and Mm. um in the end she still chooses peter which is like such a awful message such a awful message to um to Mm -hmm. young girls Mm -hmm. it's so awful like for me it's just so fucked up it's so fucked up what makes me a bit happier is um never have i ever that series that mindy kaling um Remember mm-hmm. Mindy Kaling? Did yeah, you watch that? I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. at the end of yeah, season one, yeah, we watched together. Yeah. We did a review last year. Yeah, in yeah, the season like one, that. um, she ends up with uh, her friend. I forget his name, but the white friend who like she who was her enemy. But she ends up yeah. with him at the end because he's waiting for. He's done some nice gesture, and she has shown yeah. like she has reciprocated. Like she kisses him at the end, but like that's because he waited for her while she did her thing with like spreading the ashes of someone. I don't remember who it was. But like mm-hmm. he did something kind yeah. to her and then she chooses mm-hmm. him because of that, you know? Yeah, That's I what like girls that need to be taught. Th- like you should choose the guy who treats you well. Exactly. I think this trilogy of movie really sent out, like you said, a very wrong message. Yeah. Like Kravinsky is just perpetuating toxic masculinity. Yeah. He's like dumb, stupid He's dumb. white man. He's such a dumbass. <laughs> He has no substance. Yeah, he has no substance the, at so, at whatsoever. He all the combining characteristics of I don't even want to use the word charming because he's a fake charming bad boy. Mm, you yeah. know, is this still the standard of 2021? He's got unresolved problem with his Dad. father yeah. as well. Yeah. Which we we yeah. see it, which we uh, which we learn about in in um, see the briefly, third, yeah. in the third movie. Yeah. And what's the What's the problem with him calling? Um, I know LJ um, Covey. Covey, yeah, because it's her surname. Kobe, he always calls her Kobe, surname. Yeah. It's so annoying. I know. I hate it's it just, too. Like, sounds I like a bro. It. I know. Like, like I thought only men to men know, do that. I know. It's just yeah. not intimate. It, it's, it's not fucking I, annoying. I, I don't understand that either. I don't know <laughs> why he calls. 
Who, which guy calls his girlfriend by the surname? Girlfriend, like that is surname, fucked up. Yeah. That is so lame. Do you want so me to Hey, two. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so you do that with your guy friends. You don't do it with your girlfriend. Yeah. I love the non-man characters, like the friends. Yeah. Like I even like Jean Genevieve more than. Yeah, Genevieve Peter is the Kaminsky. white sidekick. Uh, no, the ex-girlfriend. ex-girlfriend oh, right. Well, the... she becomes better in the yeah. third movie. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I like her two best friends, Lucas and Chris. Christian? Chris? Right, right. The cool kind of semi-goth. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Chris yeah. is the one I like. So in the third movie, mm. I guess we can start talking about it. It starts off with Lara Jean getting, uh, having a going to uh, sabbatical Korea. in yeah, South Korea where her mum was born. Mm-hmm. And like she FaceTimes co- um, her boyfriend... And they're both waiting on like hearing back from colleges. So um, mm-hmm. Peter has already gotten a scholarship to Stanford because he plays lacrosse. I'm making like a dick in my mouth kind of gesture right now because it's so <laughs> lame. <laughs> what a loser, uh, lacrosse, you know. And she, um, Lara Jean and Peter both have this grand plan of like being going to the same college together together yeah um so that they can spend the rest of their lives together as 16 year olds often think that they will lame um but also it's really funny how like in in i've noticed this in american uh movies teen movies often they're like oh where'd you go i'm going to nyu i'm going to Yale, i'm going to duke right and they throw out these big names yale mm-hmm. columbia and it's like stanford and like the it's, the reality is so different that the reality like it's almost Mm. like you and i saying that oh yeah we'll just like when we grow up we'll marry someone like elon musk (laughs) you know it's just just that like you i don't think people i don't think people know how hard it is to get like how small how slim the the population yeah yeah, of to get into these ivy league schools like number Mm -hmm. one the biggest uh, sort of criteria you need to get into these colleges um is money like you need to have heaps of money and wealth yeah um and the second one is you need to be like somehow ludicrously um smart and have played your cards really well Mm -hmm. like from years and years ago and so it's almost like these teen american movies normalize the fact that yeah you either go to yale or duke or stanford yeah or um or nyu but like do you know how few people actually get into those space places? Mm-hmm. Like most people, most col- if, if 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 for those people who do end up going to college, most people who do end up going to college at eighteen go to community college. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if they ever get into college, a lot of like marginalized people don't get a chance to go to college because it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive, you know? and just for like full of privilege and very entitled, I guess, because we've seen. Yeah, like you said, I I don't understand why that American teenage movies normalize this kind of thing. It it's like they only have those those colleges name to be presented on screen. Yeah, and do they? I, I'm not familiar with American education system, but do they have hacks like what we do in Australia? I'm sure they do, isn't it? Like, um, I don't know if they have something like hex, but I know that are they, they more pay expensive. Like a, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So something um, I got into. Yeah, I got into Columbia last year and I was given a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And even with the scholarship, I would have to pay across two years $130,000 just Fuck. for tuition. Just for tuition. Yeah. Fucking hell. And then I'd have to live in New York as well. Uh-huh. And the expenses and all that. that yeah. It's not covered. Just think about that hell. $130,000 across two years. You can put Who down the, the deposit for a house Who? already. Yeah. Who the fuck has that money? Yeah. 
just for tuition. I know. It's absolutely ludicrous. It's so crazy. like that's why whenever like that's why whenever I like whenever someone new comes into my life and they're like, "Oh, I'm, sorry, let me rephrase that." When someone <laughs> when someone recommends a book to me, like uh-huh. and often it's a non-fiction book because you know I like non-fiction more. Mm-hmm. I look at the back of the cover and I read the biography of the writer. Yeah. And yeah. seriously, 99% of the time they went to Harvard, they went to Yale, they went to Stanford, they went to Princeton. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that's inherently a bad thing, but I'm just like, I am about, like, this is a book written by someone whose life was buoyed by so much privilege. And so I just need to read the book through that kind of, kind of being aware that that is what I'm reading. I'm reading the perspective of of someone who has lived a life of extreme wealth. Yeah. And privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? That's what I think when uh-huh. I pick up a book and it's like, oh, Harvard. He went to Harvard. He went to Harvard. Like most yeah. of NYU, NY, New York Times journalists, New York, New, the New Yorker, all these, the Atlantic, they all went to Stanford. They all went to Princeton. They all went to Duke. They all went to NYU. It's just like it's such a small population of a people who actually of, get, yeah, yeah to get of in. The pub, who get to say who get to have some sort of platform publicly. Yeah, And it, it also makes me wonder that because of their privileges to be in that position, they also have the privileges to have the time and resources to publish a book. You know, it's exactly. like the power exactly. of communication that they have yeah. due to their exactly. privileges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think exactly. Lara Jean, like she... The character could be perfectly played by a white girl, I feel like, because the mm. setting is very, very white. There's only like a subtle elements that added in the movie about the Korean culture. Like, yeah. um, also at the very beginning of the third movie where she kind of briefly talked about that she doesn't feel belonging to anything. Um, that was literally that, like a two-second Yeah, like, I, I, I don't feel like... It's not enough, yeah. I think. Oh, they see me. They see me and I'm like, yeah. I'm not Korean. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see it from her perspective because LJ and her sisters, they lack the connection to Korean culture and that pretty much left the connection of the culture to the mom's family side, you know, where we see that they, I think they had like a Korean festival in right. US where right. they went to visit their grandparents and there was so little, literally, there's nothing, there's no connections with her mom's family side. Yeah, Except for yeah. they're dressed up. It's just so fake to me. Yeah, it's just very it's pretentious. It's very, very superficial. It's yeah, superficial, superficial the way that they engage yeah. with their culture. Yeah. Well, what do you think about the third movie? I thought the third movie was super, like... like <laughs> i got to say, the third movie... The best part about the third movie was, was when she New York. New York. Yeah, and no, she falls in love it. with the city. Yeah, of course. Yeah. like Because you know how I feel about New York. Yeah. But, like, it was so, like... Like the when she goes to the party and she meets these like hot other New Yorkers. Yeah. Oh, are they all she... from NYU? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're all from NYU. Um, I got waitlisted for NYU. I didn't get in, sadly. Um, I I really like that, but also it was funny how um she goes and just changes her mind about going to New York without consulting with Peter. Like um oh, like okay. I, I I don't like Peter's reaction first of all. Okay, because uh. like. You, a girl can do whatever she wants. Yeah, but I also yeah. think that Lara Jean was out of line. Like, you have told your boyfriend mm-hmm. that you're, like, you had this massive plan. Like, if you start to have doubts, like, why didn't Lara Jean just start saying, oh, I have a bit of a doubt? Like, what she said instead was, like, no, nah, I'm going to New York. Like, she just made the decision and told him. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's such a rude. You don't do that with your partner. I don't think that's a nice thing to do with your partner. Not really? Think, yeah, I feel I like you'll, you'll be like someone who's like that. As in right. because you are always very straightforward and you do what you want to do. I don't think that was a negative message to send out to girls, but I think she didn't do it probably. Well. Yeah, she probably yeah, could have done I'm, it a better that, way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm criticizing her. Like, I think that yeah. she has every right to go to New York mm-hmm. and um, she wants to go to New York, go to New York. But I just, I'm just saying that I, I think that was pretty mean of her to do what she did, which mm-hmm. was just like, oh, I've decided to go to New York instead. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's a more mature thing and a kinder thing to do if you talk talk through some. If you have, the moment she started thinking maybe I want to go to New York, that's when she should have brought it up with Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she had dubs as well. Like she, she's like calculating. I don't know who does that anymore. Like cal- calculating the distance that they will have if she goes to Berkeley or she goes yeah, to NYU. Yeah. <laughs> that was cute, yeah. but a bit silly at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that scene about um, New York. I, I can't say it's overrated because I've never been to New York. You know, the city has everything. It's have everything happening. Um, yeah, it's so but, true. By the way, I yeah, can't wait for you to go to New York. You you really have to go to New York. <laughs> but it's a bit cringe because it shows. Yeah. It made me feel like I'm watching like an intro of Friends. You know where they pick <laughs> up the the pink fucking couch and took it into the the, the yeah. subway Washington and also yeah. yeah in front of the fountain. <laughs> So silly, I think. I don't know. Is that what New York really is? Is it okay, all really um, happy and bright and no, pink of course couch? It is. Of course it is. But can I just say also that New York is a playground for the rich, ultimately. Mm, yeah. So if you if you you only enjoy New York if you if you have a lot of money. I'd what say. about it? So there's no like ghetto side of New York. Oh well, yeah, but then like that's not. It's never nice. on screen. <laughs> yeah, it's not as nice. Yeah, like you have to have a lot of money. To enjoy New York, yeah. so the, see, really. there's there's another thing. It shows the privilege. Yeah, it's just totally. you have to have the privilege to have that. Yeah, there's another two uh, things that really eat me during yeah, the me. movie. It, the first one is that she planning the dates. She's planning what's gonna happen at the dates. You know, the going the to the bowling. Oh my god, kill yeah. me! Yeah. <laughs> and they had the she had the shirts. Shirts. Or, yeah, I know. Who does that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who does, and the other one is that it's so stereotyped of um, gender roles that I've seen Lara Jean bake stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did you do you remember that? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, she she bakes. She bakes um, all the time. Yeah, Far and out. she's also what? in the kitchen baking. So her dad, played by John Corbett, who you might know as Aiden from Sex and the City, or the guy from My Big Fat Big Big Wedding. Wedding. Yeah. Um, he's the dad. So he's getting remarried um to the neighbor. Her name's Trish, I think. Trisha? Trisha? I don't know, yeah. actually. I might Trina, just, Trina, I'm, I think. Trina, that's Trina, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's really lovely. I, lo- I really like mm-hmm. her. She's kind yeah. and nice and generous. So um, And then they're getting married. They get married at the end of the third movie. And um, Lara Jean is the baker, so she bakes the cookies for them. Is it yeah. cookies or cupcakes that she ends up baking for the wedding? I forget. Uh, I think she was trying to make a wedding cake and the... Right, right, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, it didn't come out right and then she ended right. up making... Cookies, okay. yeah. So you don't like when a female character likes baking? No, I like, but it's just shown, like, I think almost all the three movies, there was yeah. a couple of minutes of her baking. And baking, it's just, right. It's not just a very casual... It's not casual, transgressive. Yeah, it's not casual or brief. It's like showing her 
preparing from the beginning right. to the yeah, end yeah. where she yeah. brought out the dough and things like yeah. that. Like, it's like, it's like commending much. some, yeah, yeah, it's like commending young girls saying, this is like what is, this is what is like skills. This is skills and this is commendable. Mm. Like it's glorifying the act of baking, which is something that women have been like oppressed to do for mm-hmm. centuries. Like I have guys, to say though, uh-huh. Helen, I have to say I fucking love baking, and you know yeah, you and I, like I are the baking biggest baking fa- too. Yeah, yeah we're but... the biggest feminists, but we love baking. I fucking love baking. Yeah, does that make us less of a feminist? No, which is what we want to do, but it's just too much on that movie. Right, you yeah. like yeah. Well, that's it from me. Oh, there's another thing that I didn't yeah. really like in yeah. the movie. It's the like the snarkiness, the bitchiness of who of, of who? Genevieve towards the other girls, talking down of which college you're not going or you're not going to. Um, I think she was talking to Chris, her cousin. Like yeah. why do you create why do writers do create scenes like this to like add on fuels between female competition? Girls. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's not good here. Yeah. It's like I I remember yeah. Genevieve was saying to the other girl saying that, Oh, um so I'm going to NYU. Oh I guess you're not going to any colleges, you know, you'll be like heading to a farm doing some shit or something like that. It's just like, oh, is right. this kind bitch. of conversation happening in the real That's life? Disgusting. I hope not. I hope not, yeah. Yeah, I think, are you, I know you keep saying you're you're so boomery in this, but you're not old at all. But are you kind of like, do you think part of what dis, dismays you is that you thought that by the time you're, like your daughter is going to be a teenager in mm-hmm. like five years. Like you hope that she doesn't go through all the bitchiness that you did. Right? I hope so. Is that yeah. what you're basically saying? Or yeah. I hope that she but can like, manage I'm, it better. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I hope that we will have better teenage... I, I, I hope that we like have feminism taught to girls at a younger mm-hmm. age. Like, the younger the better. But I, I'm wondering whether like um, that bitchiness is just a consequence of being 15 or 16. Do you think maybe it's just like unavoidable that when you're 15 or 16, you're just a bit like um... catty? I don't know. I don't think that I will confront no. to someone like you and I saying that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You and I, we we would we were never like that. Maybe it's just a personality yeah, thing. Possibly. You know, we were never bitchy to other girls. Well, no, at least not directly. <laughs> not to their face. <laughs> don't have anything to <laughs> say about that. But uh. I think um, if I look back on my high school years, the only thing I remember thinking badly of a woman or a girl, I never said it to her face, obviously, was like, oh, that girl puts on so much makeup. Oh. That's, what I, that's what I remember thinking. Like, I remember just thinking, gross, she's got a lot but of makeup why, on. But why do you have that kind um, of thought? Oh, what did Jeddah hun? What did Jeddah, like, I just think she was like, I just don't mm. like makeup. Yeah, that was just my personal, like, I was like, Oh, she's trying so hard kind of thing. Yeah. We'll probably have to talk about this in some other part about like female cattiness within us. Yeah. Why do we do that? <laughs> we have to yeah. minimise it, yeah. Do you fear that your daughter will be like that? Or have you seen elements of that um, in her? I've seen elements in other girls within her age group, but I don't mm. I don't know oh. about her. Like from what I'm observing of her and mm. other girls, I don't think she does that. I think she released more of her annoyingness towards her own brother <laughs> rather than other people. <laughs> yeah. 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 <sighs> so, yeah, so that's it from me. So anything yeah, else that you want to yeah. mention before I end? Yeah. yeah, well, I just like, I wonder if there is a teen movie that's not problematic. Mm. 
like any listeners out there who want to shout out to us through Instagram, tell us, like, is there a teen movie that you think is not problematic? Mm-hmm. Like not very stereotypical or giving think, the wrong message yeah. and things like well, that. Like, yeah, well, like just yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if they're in. Uh, mean Girls is the ultimate movie, <laughs> yeah. and obviously you know they're bitches. But I have to say also, Mean Girls is one of my yes, favorite movies. I know. Yeah, uh, it's so know. fucking good, so right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I think um, Netflix have another mo- has another has a movie came out recently. It's called Moxie. Director, and I don't know if it's written by her as well. Amy, what's her surname? I can't pronounce it. Paula. Yeah, Paula? Amy Paula. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love her. Um, yeah. But I've heard reviews saying that it's it's very white. As in, in, in a good intention, the storyline is in a good intention of uh, the idea of feminism. But it, it is very white. I think we have to do a review and mm, rant okay. about it as well. Okay. Yeah. 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 That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So once again, thank you to our listeners. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple. We're now on Acast. If you have enjoyed our show, please give our podcast a five star rating and share with your friends. Um, so we're now with ACAST support. If you like, please support our show by donating and buy us a coffee or a chai latte. You can find our update on our Facebook and Instagram. Just search Asian Bitches Down Under. We welcome discussions and feedbacks. So that's it from me. We'll chat to you next time. Yep. Have a good week, everyone. Yeah, have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.